0: Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell coming in hot from Denver. How's it going, Sarah? It goes very
1: well, very well. I just got to see my occasional Friday co-host, Brittany Williams, and meet her baby, Blake. Oh oh my goodness. And Blake walked, came into this world, came into this world. She did not walk. She came into this world <laughs> two, two months early. So to say is she walking right now? Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh my goodness. Very, so, very precocious baby. Yes. I do have to say she had a ton of facial expressions. Like And, and so how old is she now? So she is three months old. And okay. but so so her birthday was, is April fourth, but she was supposed to be born at the end of May. Okay, and so she is, as you would say, a peanut dimity she yeah, is I love a, a good peanut, oh my goodness, just a scrumptious peanut, oh my goodness and so, and you know, you have to treat preemies, obviously. So, I I had to really, I almost had to sit on my hands because I really wanted to touch her a lot. And it was like, no, 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 yes. don't touch the new baby. Don't touch the new baby. And so, finally, I said to Brittany, I said, you realize I'm really having to, to suppress my urge to just squeeze her, right? And she's like, oh, yeah. you can do that. You can do that eventually. So, oh, good. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was lovely to see Brittany and she's looking great and she's back to doing. Uh, stuff for sweat. And she is going to be starting teaching a bar class, which is her main jam. She's going to start teaching that sometime this summer. So
0: Oh Yeah. good, Yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm glad to hear that everything is working out well for them.
1: Yes. Yes. So in speaking of classes, I hear you are taking a new fitness class.
0: I am. I am. Fitness is not what I would call it. I would call it a strength (laughs) class. And I will tell you, this came about, I mean, I've been thinking about doing it for a while for a number of reasons. I teach, you know, many happy miles strength on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. And I love that. I love it. Mm. But literally, like there are days where I do not leave my house. Like I go from the basement to my office, to (laughs) the kitchen, you know, I mean, of course, like I go outside and walk and stuff, but I just know that's not healthy for me, first Mm -hmm. of all. And secondly, you know, I've been writing this column for women's running about not running anymore. And one of the people that I interviewed is this woman named Britt Parker, who you probably remember, Sarah. Yes, she's yes, I do. a longtime BAMer and is somebody who has taken a step back from running. She hasn't stopped running for sure, but she's reassessing where she is. And one of mm. the things that she found was a strength class up where she lives. She lives somewhere near Boulder. I don't know exactly where. And her talking about it, I was like, okay, Dimity, like this idea has been marinating for a long time. Let's go, you know, because even when I go to the rec center, like I'm by myself, like I do the strength by myself, I do the treadmill workouts by myself. And, you know, of course, I chat a little bit with people if if that situation arises but it's not the the group momentum that I Mm -hmm. enjoy Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so anyway so I found this place called the lion's den (laughs) 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 Um, which I mean I didn't want a crossfit class I knew I didn't want that but I wanted something that was like more intense than a body pump class just Mm -hmm. because you know I'm 51 the whole thing is like lift heavy and and I don't do that for myself very well and I just Wanted I just wanted it. So anyway, so yes, yeah, so I've been to the Lion's Den a couple times. Um and it is very, very <laughs> there, humbling. <laughs> there's a
1: sentence you don't hear very often.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And um, I mean it's great. It's exactly what I wanted. It's kinda, of, you know, it's a more intense gym. You know, they've got a big turf floor and a whole bunch oh, yeah. of different, you know, weights and kettlebells. They have these things called maces, which I'd never seen before, mm. which are like mm. unweighted dumbbells. So like um they're long poles and then on one end is like seven pounds 10 pounds 15 pounds so like Mm. you're working with like an uneven Mm. you know situation there um they have all the racks so they you know so you can do anything so i like it because for two reasons a it really challenges me and Mm -hmm. b it really humbles me at the same (laughs) time (laughs) um and they kind of assume that like you have to go do a a movement assessment before you go i mean not a Mm. movement assessment but you kind of you do a oh like a they they offer you a free week and you can't just like email and say, I want a free week. Like mm-hmm. you have to go and show that you kind of have not knowledge, but that you're ready for a class or they'll help you. Like it's not, they'll say like, no, I, you can't come, but they'll shoot you into the right class. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that you don't feel overwhelmed. So anyway, so, um, so yeah, so I've been doing things. I mean, I've been doing pull-ups, which I mean, I've never wow. done before in my life. Granted it's with, um, it's with a band of course. Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> I, was okay. <laughs> I was talking about the other day and I, my neck has been really tight mm-hmm. and I'm like, Grant, I think it's because of my, I'm doing the pull-ups and he's like, well, don't go all the way over the bar. I'm like, I, I, cause I kind of showed him like I did a pull-up motion. And I kind of mm-hmm. like lifted my chin, you know, when mm-hmm. you kind of crank your neck yes, back a little mm-hmm. bit like a turtle. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, well, maybe you don't go over the bar. And I'm like, well, it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm using a band. It's not like, I'm just like all of a sudden from never being able to do a pull-up in my whole life to all of a sudden age 51, like, oh, I step into lion's den. I can do a pull-up, but it's fun to, I've never done one even with a band, right? Oh, like I've wow. never, yeah. So like doing stuff like that is really cool. Mm-hmm. Like the, one day they were like, okay, you're doing like, you know, five deadlifts and then five box jumps. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing box jumps. <laughs> I find this, <laughs> that, like, the short, I mean, people are, like, literally, like, I feel like I'm in, like, Cirque du Soleil. They're, like, flying <laughs> through the air, you know, and it's all these younger people. It's co-eds, so there's a lot of, you know, really fit guys. And, like, you know, jumping up to, I don't know, 36 inches, 40, oh, yeah. I don't know oh, Some tall, box is just,
1: I just feel like I'm going to do a sidewalk sandwich on them at any moment and just all my teeth are going to be shattered around the gym floor. Like yes, I, just, yes. I just worry about falling on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I almost did. I mean, I did fall. So I picked a 12 inch box. I'm like, what is, where's the shortest one I can find? I'm like (laughs) scanning the area, 12 inches. Okay. Um, and I picked a small one. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that they were like stacked, you know, like they, like they had probably like a 12 inch one on top of a 24 inch one or something Mm. like that, you know? So Mm -hmm. I could have separated them, but I, again, like there is assistance there, but it's like a lot, like you take care of yourself, you're in charge of yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You decide what you want to do. And so, um, so I'm jumping on this little box and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And so, yeah, I mean, but when my legs got tired, Mm -hmm. yeah, I bit it hard. And I had like, I really got my, uh, it got a nice bruise on my mm-hmm. leg. I mean, that was fine, but it's more like my ego hurt more. You know, I did mm-hmm. it right in front of... One Mm -hmm. of the instructors and I was like, "Oh yeah,
1: okay, okay." (laughs) Suss myself off. Oh, don't worry, no one saw it. I'm sure.
0: (laughs) I know exactly. I'm so so, um, inconspicuous.
1: Yeah, inconspicuous. Exactly. Exactly. So
0: anyway, so that's what I've been doing. I've just been going twice a week, and I really that's a lot. That's great. And I want to, yeah. And I want to be clear. I'm not like I want like they definitely help when I ask for help. I mean, Mm -hmm. like I'm like, how do Mm -hmm. I set this up? You know, there's one guy named Ian. I'm like, Ian, I just feel like a baby giraffe. Like, I can't even, like, figure out how to do anything. He's like, okay, let's just break it down. You know, I mean, there's definitely help, but it's, but I also like that it's not, like, completely choreographed and completely, like, there's, I mean, there's, there's no choreographed.
1: (laughs) So, Oh that's awesome. That's fantastic yeah. you found it because I I will agree that it can be tough to find a class that promises to be challenging enough because I'm yeah. I'm also looking for a strength class because the studio where I worked out the refinery it closed after 10 years
0: and Oh shoot, I didn't
1: know that. Yeah, yeah, I, I somehow <clears throat> neglected to tell you that. So Oh, Oh, Banjo's (laughs) bummed. Yeah, Banjo's really bereft about that. And uh, so no more working out with a personal trainer. I am a member of uh, a gym, like a very full-service gym where I swim. But it's, you know, a 20 to 30-minute drive. And I just look at the classes and I'm just like, like you said, you know, body pump isn't going to do it for me. You know, I'm super strong, very you know, I got a lot of mass and I got to challenge it sufficiently.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And there's nothing wrong with a body pump class for sure. But like, it's something that you want different and I just want a different. So yeah, I just, honestly, I Googled, I Googled strength classes, like there's strength Mm -hmm. conditioning classes or something like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And then just spent some time on Yelp and those kind Mm -hmm. of things, just Mm -hmm. reading the reviews and stuff. And I mean, thankfully this place literally is like, Five minutes from my house. Oh, I mean, I'm not kidding. Awesome. Like I'm like, oh, maybe I should ride my bike there right. and come back. And then I'm like, oh no, that <laughs> I'll be dead. Like because it's downhill on the way there. And then on the way back, it's quite a climb. I'm like, oh no, I'm not gonna be- <laughs> I'm not gonna be doing that. So
1: Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And I do have to ask, because listeners might be wondering the same thing, why was CrossFit a no-no for you?
0: Oh, I just felt like the intimidation factor was too Mm -hmm. high. And maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's not that, I mean, I've I've definitely heard great stories about it. People our age going in and, Mm -hmm. and finding their crowd. I don't know. My impression of it just probably my impression of it isn't accurate, but I just, it didn't feel right for me.
1: Mm -hmm. So yeah. When I think CrossFit, the first thing I think is box jumps
0: yeah exactly (laughs) which to be honest i mean i've done so i've done two sets of them now and and it's the two like they've they've been on two days Mm -hmm. and um the first day i was fine it was the second day that i flailed so Mm -hmm. oh and they also have rowing machines which is fun and so they like throw in like little like
1: (laughs) it doesn't have to be fun to be fun dimity (laughs) exactly well it's
0: like they throw in like 30 seconds of rowing or at the end you do um like you row with a partner and to get you know to 2,000 meters together, Mm. you know, like you switch off and stuff. And so people are lining up to
1: be your partner. They're like,
0: I'll take the tall gal. (laughs) No, that's so funny. You know what, Sarah? So yeah, the first day or the day that we did the first rowing, I'm like, okay, I've like really like baby giraffe myself through this class, but I am, I've got this rowing. Like whoever's going to be my partner, we are winning. No, no, we didn't win. Like everybody (laughs) is, again, they just show up and are strong.
1: So. so then the next time you just casually w- wear your gold medal world champion <laughs> for the 25 exactly. and under medal.
0: Oh, this old thing. This old thing. No, actually, I wore my Stars and Stripes unitard just in case, you know, in case they needed to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Who cares? It was
1: completely threadbare in the butt. But man, you showed them.
0: <laughs> exactly. Who cares that the Laker has like sprung and I like, didn't have it. You know, my, my top is falling out. <laughs>
1: Oh, the good old days. <laughs> the good old days exactly. Well,
0: we're gonna to get to those later and draw our questions Yes we'll get going.
1: Yes, yes, yes. All right. we got Miwako who's wondering about the 80/20 rule.
2: Hi, this is Miwako from Brooklyn, New York. I love your show. My question is I know that in general it is recommended to do 80% of your workout easy and 20% uh, hard effort. And I've been going to group run, uh, which takes place a little bit far from my house. So I have to run to get there three miles, and then we usually do two miles of hard workout. And then I jog back also. So in essence, I'll be doing six miles, very easy, and then two miles, hard workout. So I'm wondering um, 80-20 principle also applies to one day or should I be spreading 80% uh, easy workouts on easy days and 20% on hard days? Uh, I really do enjoy running with the group, so I hope this is also the right kind of workout that I'm doing. Easy, 80% and 20% hard. Thank you so much.
1: So thanks for the love, Miwako. I admire how
0: deliberate you are in your training. Yeah, I think that's really, I love that she um, has her, like the the distances down and also Mm -hmm. like the percentages down. And I love that she loves to go to the group runs, which is, it's really much, it's like we just talked about, it's a lot easier to do hard things in a group. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So, so coach Dimity, I admit, I'm just going (laughs) to tee this one up for you. Let you answer (laughs) it. Cause to me, the ratio seems right. And that it, you know, am I wrong in thinking that it doesn't have to be easy days have to be completely easy and the hard only happens on hard days.
0: Yeah, totally. You're absolutely right. And she's got it right, too. I mean, really that 80-20, it comes from Matt Fitzgerald. He wrote a book actually called 80-20, I think, or maybe it doesn't come from him, but he definitely popularized it in the running world. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think she, yes, definitely for that run, she's got it. And I mean, it either can be spread out across the week or it can be spread out in a run. I did a little math. It was Mm -hmm. really hard. So, um, (laughs) so hang with me here. And it's, this is, you know, this is very, uh, you know, this is very cut and dry. And so obviously there are exceptions to these rules and it's not like you have to do the hard. And if you go a mile over in the hard, it's going to be okay. But if you run about 20 miles a week, you're going to want to do about 16 of those easy and four hard, again, if you want to do hard. And four mm-hmm. hard means, you know, to me, I would interpret that as, say you have like a an interval run where you're doing maybe like five minutes on, one minute off, and you do that mm-hmm. for, you know, four miles total, that is your four mile hard run. It's not just because you had a minute off. That's not, you know, <laughs> right. that slice you know, that again, out. we're not going to yeah, yeah, okay. slice and dice. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so 20 miles is 16 to four, 25 miles a week is 20 to five and 30 mm-hmm. miles a week. You might guess is 24 to six. Um, 24, that easy to hard ratio. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the the temptation is to do more hard because it feels really good mm-hmm. and hard, meaning like really, really sweat, kind of push yourself. You may not be going hard, hard, but you know, that like kind of gray zone we talk about sometimes in heart rate training or, or also here where you're just kind of getting in the miles, but you're not pushing hard enough to actually increase your anaerobic Threshold Mm. or and you're not going easy enough to increase your cardiovascular base, so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like that middle in between feel good. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. You know, again,
0: try to keep it one way or the other.
1: I love you saying the temptation is to do more hard because it feels so good. I'm like, huh? I don't have that temptation very often.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't either. I don't either. But like, even like this morning. So you know, the Tour de France is going on right now. Tour de France, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and on Zwift, which is you know the the program I use for riding inside they always have like different challenges and one of them is climbing all these, these routes that, you know, that they climb it's, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, but the virtual version of them. And I'm like, Oh, cool. This one is only two point. It's the first one. It's like 2.6 miles and something like, Maybe 800 feet of climbing. It didn't feel like a lot. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! It was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> like my heart rate got up to 174, which is pretty oh. close to my max these days. Yeah. And so you know, I guess that's kind of where I'm thinking is like, but that I'm like, well, that was kind of cool. Like I want to do that again, mm-hmm. but I'm going to wait okay. for a okay. couple of days before I do that. It's a little bit different too with cycling versus running because the pounding isn't there. But right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
1: your your comment was fueled by that feeling that you got on this morning's. Workout. <laughs> I'm kind of still riding high from it. Yeah. Well, then
0: I walked up the stairs, and and then we had the tour on, or Grant had the tour on, and I was like, Oh my gosh! Like, I just, I just rode that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, and Grant looks like, at you like, honey. Uh, <laughs> do,
0: you, do you feel okay? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, like, where's your yellow jersey? Yeah.
1: Have you watched that eight part series on Netflix about the Tour de France? Yes.
0: I've st- we've started it. So I, we watched it. Um, I'm watching it with Amelia. Well, it's supposed to be watching with Amelia and Grant. Mm -hmm. And then Grant broke the watching rules, which, you know, (laughs) does not go over well in our house. So he's he's finished, but I am waiting for Amelia. She's been uh, dog sitting for a while. So I'm thinking we're on like number four or five right now. But I think they do a really good job, don't you? So I
1: started watching, I've only watched just a couple. Is the entire thing subtitled or is some of it in English?
0: I mean it's pretty it's it's pretty much subtitled because it's they're they're following foreign teams. We don't have okay. an American. Okay. Yeah, so why are you not a fan of, of subtitles? No, I do
1: I I like subtitles, but I was just I was just kind of tired and I wasn't up for reading. You know, yeah, just sure, sure. Up for letting the show wash over me rather than having to look at the screen the whole time yeah
0: yeah yeah. so so yeah we watch just one at a time for that reason mm -hmm. like sometimes i'm like you want to watch another one after we finish and she's like no i'm kind of good and i'm like Mm -hmm. yep and so you Mm -hmm. kind of but i think they do a i think they do an awesome job of explaining like the chess game of a bike race Mm -hmm. you know because it's Mm -hmm. very it's it's not just like who gets to the finish line first it's you know who who's on your team who's leading you out Mm -hmm. who's going back to get your food Mm -hmm. how it all works i mean basically Mm -hmm. and so this morning when I was watching, I felt much more educated.
1: Mm, so. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah. Well, if that's not your cup of tea, the Wham documentary, <laughs> just one
0: on oh, Netflix, is quite good. Is it good? I just started um, last night. I I, I want to see that one, and I just started last night the Michael J. Fox one. It's called Still oh, on Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that one too. It's it's cool. I mean, it's obviously hard to watch because of his Parkinson's, but I love how. Funny is about it. And I just love Mm -hmm. hearing about people's like beginning of their careers, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. he moved from Canada, like, you know, with no money, like was basically about to move back. And that's when he got family ties and they weren't going to cast him in that. Wow. Because the guy said that they couldn't see him on a lunchbox and they (laughs) wanted someone they could see on a lunchbox. So (laughs) anyway, Oh, my goodness. Wow. And then
1: back to the future. Bam. Got some lunchboxes exactly. there.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear from the brands that allow us to bring in this free content. Please consider supporting them since they support us. We'll be back soon with more Q's and A's. This is Heather asking about running on
2: work trips. Hi, Sarah and Divinity. This is Heather from Ohio. And I'm calling in about a question regarding running while traveling for work. Traveling this week and last week for work and not training for anything right now. So I just want to get out and run for 30, 45 minutes an hour or something of that sort. So my two questions are, is, one, how do you pack for that? Um, I am somebody who doesn't normally rewear clothes. But, you know, I'm trying to limit how much I actually bring with me. And then two, how do you find running routes um, that are safe? You know, things of that sort. Because, uh, you know, I'm in Boston this week, um, which isn't that big of a deal. Um, but being able to find a safe running route to be able to get a few miles in. Thanks so much. Bye. I thought this was a
1: great, both of them, great timely questions since it's summer travel season, whether you're traveling for
0: work or pleasure. Yeah, totally. And it's Mm -hmm. always good to kind of be prepared to run because that's one of the best ways to see a new spot is go for a run.
1: Mm -hmm. So true. So true. So let's unpack these two questions. (laughs) Does it
0: fit in an overhead (laughs) bin?
1: So I recently asked a question on our Facebook page is a TMI Tuesday question. And it was about me when I talked about that I had gone, I was a chaperone on a trip to Pittsburgh with John's dance company. So I kind of asked people like, Oh, you know, so I re-wore these things and blah 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 blah. What do you do? And I was I was pretty taken aback by how almost appalled some people were by my admission that I wear running a running outfit more than once on a trip without washing the garment. You know, they just let it dry <laughs> over the you know, the the
0: vent or whatever. And then the you kinda of put it back them. on and it's a little crunchy. You're like, yeah. Okay, well it'll just it'll just it'll just mold again once I start sweating again, right? Uh, yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. But I I mean people just were like, Oh if you do that I was like, Wow, okay, well <laughs> wow, wow. So, so to each her
0: own. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To each her own. To each her own. I mean, I would say like I typically want some new bottoms just because mm-hmm. I just feel like I don't like the bacteria buildup down there
1: <laughs> and
0: I uh, want to like minimize any chance of a yeast infection or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I will sometimes rewear a bra mm. or a top. It just depends, but it also depends on the season, right? In the mm. summertime, I probably wouldn't because it takes up less room to pack a tank than it does to pack sure. like a long sleeve and a coat, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it just depends. But I mean, I definitely have worn like doubled up, but I think that you – might take that to a whole nother level. <laughs> kind of, I'm, I'm like
2: the, hey now, the hey now.
1: <laughs> So it's interesting that you say that occasionally you'll rewear a sports bra. I, For me, over the years, I've learned that I always overpack on the number of socks and sports bras that I'll wear. And that I just have finally learned to be like, no, sir, you're going to be gone for, there'll be two mornings you're going to work out. You can wear the same sports bra and the
0: same socks for both those workouts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that th- that's definitely a thumbs up for me. I think you okay. can okay. Yeah, <laughs> <Thank> minimize you. <laughs> the number of socks and sports bras. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: so, you know, from the people who, who were castigating me on Facebook, lovingly. So there are some suggestions. People reminded us that you can wear your running clothes into the shower.
0: To clean them off. I oh, of, I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, that's kind so of smart.
1: A, it's a it's a bogo, isn't it, Dimity? Yeah, it's uh, exactly. <laughs> your favorite. Um, or people will bring along a travel size bottle of sport detergent, like our favorite Sweatex, to wash your workout wear in the hotel sink, and then you know dry it over the shower rack or whatever. So there are ways to get your clothes clean even if you don't search out a laundromat, like some of our retreaters always do. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out
0: uh, to, to Janice, Courtney. Janice and yeah. Courtney. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and the other thing, too, just about think about saving space. Um, I mean, if you can, if you can, if your style and your destination can handle it, wearing your running shoes on the plane, mm-hmm. often saves mm-hmm. save space. I mean, packing for the retreat, speaking of which, I mean, I basically had to, anytime I have to like pack any. Number of shoes. shoes that are not shoes. like mm-hmm. Birkenstocks, you know, are um. I basically need to like check because of the size of my
1: feet. <laughs> that's that's the thing. All these people for our retreats are always like, "Oh yeah, I'm you know just bringing a carry on." I'm like. How do, you bring, how do you have enough room for those
0: shoes? shoes is it just that yeah. you and I have canoes or what yeah. is it? Yeah, oh, well, we have water. So we have canoes. I have water skis. So. <laughs> or actually I have canoes and you have water skis. One's shorter than the other. But yeah. And it's like, oh, well, I can stuff, you know, all my underwear in them and a couple sports bras in the other. And still, it's just not, it just does not work. So.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we need like collating shoes or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Those, I don't know about the support on those poppies, And then you should see, Sarah, I've been wearing, um, I bought a pair of like old school leather hiking boots mm-hmm. um, on the advice of my podiatrist for these mm-hmm. hikes that I'm going to be doing. And um, I mean, they're awesome. I love them. They fit like a glove. they support my ankles. That's what I need. Um, mm-hmm. And they don't slam. My toes don't slam quite as much into them going downhill. That's, that's the main reason why I asked for them mm-hmm. and to protect my ankles because as we know, I'm a little clumsy. Um, but Holy cow. I mean, You know, those need a suitcase by
1: themselves. You need a second seat on the airplane for them.
0: Seriously, seriously. A seatbelt extender to track this that way. Well, that's just her poles and her shoes. (laughs) Um, And as far as finding, like, safe running routes, I mean, that's obviously a great, great question. And, um, I mean, the two things that come to mind for me are always asking at the front hotel desk. Like, they Mm -hmm. will point you in the right direction because even – you know, even if I'm like, oh yeah, Minneapolis is a great city to run in, but I don't know exactly the great, the best routes and how to get mm-hmm. to the lake from where you are. So mm-hmm. I think you know, asking, and they often will have a, sometimes a little map. Like the, yes. the Westin for a long time had that like kind of running concierge program. Oh, I totally. They still do. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or you know, Strava um, or Map My Run. I'm, um, you know, just looking online and just googling like popular running routes. You mm-hmm. know, that's it's almost like you need to get there and then kind of see where you are. I guess you could do it before if you know where your hotel is, but. I often just, you know, that's kind of the way that I kill time a little bit at night is the next day. What am I going to do?
1: Totally. Also, because you can think that you're, I'm thinking in my mind of Austin right now, you can think that you're right near that, you know, Lady Bird Lake, and then you get there and it's like, oh, there's three freeways that I need to get under, get over, <laughs> like you know, and, and so run across. So, I don't know, <laughs> right, right? So, so there's a certain lay of the land aspect of getting there and seeing what it all really look. Um, that is yeah, nice. agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah.
0: and yeah. Go ahead, go ahead with your. You have you have this other great suggestion in oh, front of me. Well, I'm not going to steal your thunder. It's
1: not. It's not genius, <laughs> but it's a. So yeah. So Heather, I was thinking that you know, depending on Heather's schedule. And if she's good at running in the evening, that I thought maybe she could reach out to a local running store and join a group run. You know, typically they're depending on the city or or where it is you are. You know, you might not be anywhere near a running store, but you know, if you if you're willing to splurge on a Lyft or an Uber, that you know that could be a nice little treat, and then maybe just scrimp on the dinner that you're having or something. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I love that. Well, the, the, that brought to mind, Era, Sarah. So we were at um, St. City Running uh, for the Twin Cities Marathon last year, which is the sister store to Mill City Running. So St. City is in St. Paul and Mill City is in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And they had these awesome, and I'll see if I can find it. We'll put it up on Instagram if I can, these awesome maps mm-hmm. um, on the on the wall that were printed that you could take with you. Like they were the size of maybe a little bigger than index cards. And they, mm-hmm. you know, they had 3.7 miles, 5.4 miles, whatever. Mm-hmm. They were running from the store. But, you know, so if you happen to love to, like, if you're a connoisseur of like running stores, if I always like to go into local running stores just mm-hmm. to kind of – you know, sniff it out, see what they have. Get a cute hoodie, you know, that then I end up envying
1: because it's so adorable and you found it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, so that's another thing, you know, if you happen to be near a running store, you could ask there and and again, they may have a map for you. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. All right. Well, speaking of Minnesota, we got Lisa who wants us to relive a bit of our former glory.
2: Hi, Sarah and Dimity. It's Lisa from central Minnesota. Happy summer. Um, I was just listening to answers while I was running and thought, you know, I bet it's been about a decade since since Kimberly did her Ironman, and since Sarah, you maybe had your RPR marathon or last BQ, and just kind of wondering if you guys want to share some for us memories of um, of those races or of a, a favorite race or triathlon. It's always fun to hear people kind of relive some of those last or. Just relive after the fact, I guess, some of your favorite accomplishments. So I think that would be awesome. Have a good day. Bye. Well, Lisa, it's always
1: great to hear your voice. And I should confess that Lisa is the now mother of three boys who I ran alongside for the final few miles of my last marathon, which somehow
0: was uh, s- six years ago, <laughs> the Twin Cities Marathon. Ah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I mean, my Ironman was 10 years ago. Like, that's mm-hmm. so funny. And I've been meaning to... Um, you know, we've been cleaning stuff out around here and I've been using my, um, I, I think I got two. I got one at I, my Ironman water bottles. I've been using them. I sometimes mm-hmm. think, finish the thought in my head and then I don't say it out loud. <laughs> my kids are like, mom. Mom, finish your thought. And I'm like, okay, sorry. Um, so anyway, for some reason I have 3 to 4 Iron Man water bottles. Mm, and like uh-huh. they used to, you know, it's like the good china. Like you're like, <laughs> "Oh, but I can't use them because if it breaks, I'm going to be really upset. Like if I lose it or, you know, it you know, whatever, I lose the top." I'm like, "Screw it. I am freaking using these." Of course I take them to my strength class actually. <laughs> I'm like I may flail on the box jumps, but I did an Iron Man once, I promise.
1: Oh my. Oh my goodness, I love that they're like the good China. Uh, that's exactly. getting that's getting quoted, Timothy. Just so you know,
0: <laughs> well, I can. T- I've been meaning to like. I, I mean, I think about it a lot. I don't. I I will uh, confess, I did not just come up with that. I'm like, what do I do with this? Like, what's what? You know, like. But yes, I'll take a picture of it for you. Okay, very take good, very good,
1: it. and we'll put the quote on it. <laughs> Boom, social media. <laughs> so, Lisa, your your request intrigues me because. Dim, you might find this hard to believe, but I don't often reflect back on running races, but I adore replaying exciting pickleball points in my head like hours after a game.
0: Or <laughs> and I don't I can't remember that. You fu- can't remember them. Like you can remember how they go. I can remember a really good shot,
1: you know, a really okay. good down the middle or, you know, just catching the back corner, that type of thing. And I don't remember the final score of any of most games, but but you know, so an exciting pickleball point, or oftentimes as I try to go to sleep at night, if I've s- gone swimming in the pond that day, I'll re kind of relive it in my mind. So I do do that, but I don't too often reflect back on running races. So Dimity, how often do you think back on an athletic endeavor?
0: I mean. I mean, I think back, I mean, when Iron Man pops up in my feed, like, yes, mm-hmm. I think back to that, Um, but I don't necessarily think back to like the, sw- I think back to the memory. I mean, cause I wrote about it and I've mm-hmm. read that a couple of times, you know, like mm-hmm. I think back to that part mm-hmm. of it. Same thing with the Twin Cities 10 miler. I mean, I remember I just had this amazing race once Um, mm-hmm. and I can't remember when it was, but it was, it was probably like the running race of my life as far as mm-hmm. like effort and fulfillment and just feeling it. Mm -hmm. So I think back to that a lot, or not a lot, but I think back to that some, Mm -hmm. but other than that, I mean, it's mostly just random, you know, you know, like things just flip through your mind, like, oh, that, you know, I'll see an ad for like the 4th of July race that we just had around here. And I did that four miler once in Wash Park and almost like quit at mile 3.7. So I'll think about that, you know, when I see the ad for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So there is not a standout since, since Lisa did specifically ask for Iron Man. Is there, so you mentioned the swim. Why does that jump to your mind?
0: Oh, I just remember standing on the store shores of the swim. I remember coming in off the, Mm -hmm. I remember that last little, it was two laps of a swim, basically, you know, two laps around these buoys. I remember coming down the final buoy the last time feeling, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is almost done. Mm -hmm. I remember the feeling on the bike, but I don't remember any kind of specific thing. Mm. And then the run, I remember... I mean, I remember, you know, just feeling like, I remember <laughs> actually.
1: Don't say I mean, you remember just, being in the porta potty No, no. I remember <laughs> oh, okay, good, actually,
0: good. Um, I think I, I talked about this on the podcast, but, um, you know, again, this was also, it was like a two-lap thing. And, like mm-hmm. the first time through, you're just like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, you know, but then you kind of finish it, that one, and you're like on your way, and then you're on your way home. And I remember I was wearing our blue badass mother runner mm-hmm. tank, mm-hmm. and one of the volunteers was like, Oh yeah, badass mother runner. And I like threw a piece of ice at him kind of as a joke, you know? And I was like, Oh my gosh, maybe that was really inappropriate. But I totally remember that. I remember feeling so good that I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm almost done. I wasn't almost done, but I've done this thing. I'm still feeling good enough. I have a sense of humor. And Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I remember that little bit. Mm. I don't remember the finish line very well. You don't,
1: you don't, gosh, because that's the best photo ever of you going the the high five and down that chute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was a good picture, but I don't remember really doing that. I mean, I mean, yes, I kind of do when I see the picture, but it's as far as like putting my body in that spot is, Mm -hmm. you know, I Mm -hmm. only do it with the picture. Mm, What about you? What about you? Mm -hmm. What do you remember from the, from your last BQ attempt?
1: Yeah. So, so that was 2014 Victoria marathon up in British Columbia and Molly, my best running friend at the time, now still a very close friend of mine, um, that she had had to drop months before had to drop her registration from the marathon down to the half marathon. So she was well done with her race. And I vividly remember seeing her, I want to say it was about a mile from the finish line and i just felt so supremely confident that i was going to nail my goal i felt that way for several miles leading up to seeing her and then i was just so elated to see her and just i just felt like i was on cloud 9 at that
0: point isn't that the I'm, best feeling it's oh just so it's, it's so amazing when the work that goes into getting there is mm-hmm. is is laborious monotonous hard But holy cow! When you put it all together on those special days, doesn't it just make you just give you the goosebumps? Still,
1: it does. And like somehow, there's this magic of all those runs doing something at a cellular level, and I'm kind of twitching my hands as if I'm holding those cells in my hands as I (laughs) talk. Um, That then it can all come together and metamorphosize into such a positive experience and. Able to hit, hit accomplish something that three four five six months before you never could have imagined doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you're like, wait, where did this come from? And mm-hmm. yet, it's 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 within us all. You just have to, again, put in the work, commit all that stuff that we know we need to do. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Oh, well, that was that was fun. Thank you, Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and the other
0: thing that I want to say about that quickly, because I was I saw this question prior to us talking. And, you know, when I wrote that article for Runner's World about it, I was about being epic. And yes, the picture was epic. It's one of my Mm -hmm. like highlights of my publishing career. But um, I remember writing about it and saying that like epic is defined in different ways. Right. And I said, Mm -hmm. like, in 10 years, it may be doing a 10K on a trail right Mm -hmm. for me, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of a little bit, you know, woo woo scary (laughs) that I knew that, but, um, or that it wouldn't even be doing that. But I just, you know, I think sometimes we tend to, especially as we get older, we tend to, I love talking about the golden days, but I also want to like remember, and I'm saying this out loud because it's hard for me a lot of days and I'm um, is like, okay, but you know, you may have had like your best athletic performances a decade ago or whatever, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you can't still find a lot of fulfillment in Mm -hmm. however you move these days. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's all, they're all just different chapters and you know, the best thing you can do is try not to compare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: Yeah. The thing I've been loving so much lately is the, well, I've talked about before the color of the water of the pond where I swim is just this deep, emerald green and we've just had a lot of sun this summer and just seeing the shafts of light cut through that emerald green it just it's like a special effect from a movie or something like that and it's or i just it's almost like being i don't know like a discotheque or something and i just i just think those those light beams have traveled so far and that's where i'm meeting them and i just oh it's just it's magical and enchanting and i i Never tire of it. I swam there three days in a row, and each time was like, "Oh, I'm so happy to be here."
0: That's awesome, and yeah. you are you are very good. You're, just like you're good at reusing your clothes, you're very good at always noticing that kind of thing. I'm getting a lot better at noticing <laughs> that kind of thing. It's not just like charge, charge, charge all the time when uh-huh. I'm, um, except for you know when I'm climbing on Zwift and I need to, you know, <laughs> prove that I'm ready to hang with the yellow jersey or something. Yes, like that. I don't yes, know, yes. but yeah, but noticing all those details and just soaking them up and. Mm-hmm. Being grateful and present is um such a such a gift. Yeah. 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 Awesome.
1: All right. Well, these as you often say, Dimity, these were all great questions and we are hungry for more. If you have a question, please call and leave a message at 470 Badass One. That's 470 223 2771. Leave your first name and where you're calling from. Please keep your message to a minute or less. And that number is always in our show notes. Awesome.
0: So if you want to have a race, like Sarah and I were just talking about a BQ attempt, a PR in your marathon, an Ironman, whatever it is, something that you care a lot about, you have got to pay attention to your nutrition. I have seen it so many times in the train like a mother club where people are really diligent about their training, but you know, it's not until they get to week, like halfway through their training block and they're like, oh, I needed to think about how much I need to eat on the run. And mm-hmm. so I don't mean to sound harsh, but if you're not thinking about it, you're doing your training and yourself a disservice. So the good news is that we have a five-star program written by ultra runner Stephanie Howe, who has her PhD in exercise science and nutrition. Mm-hmm. The program is called Nutrition for Running, um, Half Marathon and Marathon. And it's just $25. For that, you get a comprehensive packet that details how to eat before, during, and after all types of runs, as well as a webinar and a podcast where Stephanie and I talk through all the materials. So if you're investing the time in your training, invest in your nutrition as well. You're not going to regret it.
1: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Madour from Fire on the Bluff.
0: Keep those questions coming. We're here with the answers. And Sarah, I think we need a little wham, like sing out from you. What do you got? Wake me up before you go, go. Don't leave me hanging. I'm going solo. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. Good job.